Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am pleased as punch that you are here coming along this journey with us. We get together about twice a week to chew on God's word and share that with you, give you a peek behind the curtain of our lives and our hearts and our ministries and what we're involved in and what we are wrestling with. And this week we have Louregard Bonaparte. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different is every different? time. <laughs> but there's like a little bit of similarity. I think it's yeah, my name. That That's could be it. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah. Lou, you are the pastor of worship. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great episode. UFC, it is. It always is with Lou. It oh, always thanks, is. Chris. Uh, you're the pastor of worship. I am. Um, you are uh, fresh off of a sweet, sweet, delightful vacation you had. And so I am eager to hear, what were you chewing on? Well, uh, well, what I wanted to talk about today maybe is different than what I was chewing on then. Oh, okay. The listener doesn't know. You can lie straight (laughs) into the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chris has given me permission. I'm going to lie to you all. Sometimes Sean or somebody else will mention the date or the scheduling of these podcasts. And I'm like, they don't need to know that this is recorded three weeks prior. I thought you were going to say that Sean or other pastors lie on this podcast. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Now, if there's any deception, it's done by me. I have a voice for radio, but a face for radio also. I don't know. There's something there. So, regardless of when and in what chronological order you have been chewing, there is something that you have been chewing yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I thought we could talk about, <laughs> just even as I say it, the irony, uh, silence and solitude. Uh, we could yes. talk about silence and solitude. Should we talk really quietly? Do you get it? <laughs> joke. <laughs> Silence and solitude. The poor soul is in their car, like messing with their <laughs> stereo. <laughs> a stupid podcast died on me. <laughs> Writing an angry word letter oh, to man. me. Because <laughs> they would do that. <laughs> they would just find you You're on an Sunday morning. You're an unreasonable bunch with your pitchforks and torches. No, I've only gotten kindness and compliments on the podcast. So. No, that's good. Uh, Silence and solitude. Huh. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's an old joke Chris it's a, I can't do the same sorry joke. sorry you did the first time I wanted to jump the bandwagon um, Silence of Solitude that is probably something I mean it seems like there's a lot of things that we've lost touch with that yeah. have traditionally been valuable among oh. Christian communities but that one t- yeah for sure today yep. is like man I wake up phone's open I go to sleep phone's open <laughs> yeah. you know noise 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 and yep. very little time spent thinking yep. so tell yep. me about this well so I've been reading a book about it. Um, it's called Invitation to Silence and Solitude. And I thought uh, the author has an opening quote. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd read that quote. Yeah. And then maybe that can be a springboard. So quote goes like this. All the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact that they cannot stay quietly in their own room. Um, and we, the author goes on to talk about diversion and we distract ourselves and then the quote goes on, hence it comes people so much love, noise, and stir. Hence it comes that the prison is so horrible a punishment. Hence it comes that the pleasure of solitude is a thing 
um, incomprehensible. Now, this idea of um, this inability to sit quiet and in silence and solitude Mm -hmm. and to not distract ourselves, to not divert ourselves. When do you think that quote was written? I don't know if you're asking me. It's probably a Puritan. Did a Puritan write it? No. Was the last hundred years? No, it wasn't in the last hundred years. It was in the 17th century Mm. by Blaise Pascal. Pascal, Pascal's wager. Yeah. But if you think about it, like we often think of our culture, which is like heavily inundated with ways of distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the cell phone, which is like constantly with us. We're always distracting ourselves, but this isn't just a contemporary problem. Mm-hmm. This is just like a problem with human nature. Yeah. That, I mean, they were dealing with in the 17th century. I mean, what would you distract yourself with in the 17th century? I don't know. Did they have that um, loop that they would push down the road with a stick back then? Um, no. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Kick the can. They had wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So then, um, I don't know. I, as I'm reading this and there's, I mean, Chris, you can see how much I have marked up. I do see a number. You cannot, unfortunately. I can confirm. Uh, um, That is no lie. (laughs) But the author is talking about that one of the ways that we actually find satisfaction and we find rest is through silence and solitude. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like a discomforting practice because like nobody likes being by themselves. Mm-hmm. And, but then we need to ask the question, why is that? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we uncomfy when we don't have something distracting ourselves? Like, what are we distracting ourselves from? Yeah. I'll open up to you. Hmm. What are we distracting ourselves from? Sobriety. But that doesn't really answer the question. Um, I think that there's a a pain that comes as a product of Mm self-reflection that is outside of the influence of various, you know, filters or distractions or flavors of the soup that we're in with all the noise that we have to come to terms with, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't think it's always super, you know, terrible stuff. Like, oh, you know, I was thinking about this thing that happened in my childhood and how horrible yeah, that was. Right. I think it can be more benign than that, but I think we really dislike the accountability of the quiet because we're left with nothing but a mirror into our own thoughts and our own mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. And sometimes those things can be not fun. Mm-hmm. to engage with yeah. I mean, but i think that's i think that's one of the reasons why we distract ourselves because then when we're given time to actually think and reflect we have to wrestle with those like so to speak those inner demons of like mm-hmm. what is actually going on in my heart what am i what are those maybe those emotions that i try to like push down or those thoughts that i try to push down yeah but it, it's interesting when i look at biblical accounts especially and they use this example but think of elijah when he after he kills all the prophets of Baal, he flees right and he comes to the cave Mm -hmm. and he has all these experiences of like a great wind that's like breaking the rocks apart and a fire and but it keeps saying that the but god is not there in that god is not there in that and then there's a still small 
voice mm-hmm. um, in the stillness and in the silence and God is there. And then I think about Jesus, you know, I mean, if we look at Jesus after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness for 40 days mm-hmm. and that number is significant. Yeah. Um, but he was also by himself mm-hmm. um, in the solitude and in the silence. And what's interesting is we can think, and then he was tempted by Satan. And I think we have the propensity to think, oh man, he must've been like really weak at that point. Mm-hmm. But maybe he was actually at his strongest, if we can use that term. Sure. Because he had spent time in solitude and silence with God. Um, and so I think that there's biblical precedent, but I also think that there's just Christian history precedent for um, sitting in silence and being with God rather than doing stuff for God mm-hmm. or, um, you know, all the other things. Yeah. And that's not, that's certainly not the only example either that we have of Jesus. I mean, he mm-hmm. was always sneaking away and praying yeah. by himself. Um, the only example I can think that differs maybe is the Garden of Gethsemane mm-hmm. when the disciples were there and he kept trying to keep them away. <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> Eric was on the there. Um but yeah, we have a, a strong, I think, uh, descriptive um, mm-hmm. well to pull from of examples of Jesus mm-hmm. going away, and um, and I think that I, I think the way that I would maybe frame it up is that there's a nakedness about it, mm-hmm. and that nakedness leaves us really, really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, for some of us, we keep ourselves busy with technology in distraction, you know, the gossip of the day or, you know, this funny video or silly, whatever. Right. For others, we keep ourselves busy by doing and we draw value from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And no matter what, I think when you enter into that place of silence and solitude, you find yourself naked of all those things Mm -hmm. stripped. You're not, um, you know, you're not being industrious and productive in that moment. You're not um, constantly filling your mind with all the, the mutterings of mm-hmm. our culture. Yep. Um, and I think that that is, I think in the context of our faith and context of silence and solitude for the purpose of drawing close to the Lord, we find ourselves face to face with the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, which is sin in mm-hmm. that barrier that's created between us and God. And which doesn't mean it's like a, a, a specific sin, mm-hmm. just the effects of sin since mm-hmm. separated us in that way. And so I think that you can, you can be left in a really vulnerable state feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you have the choice. Do I wrestle through this? Right. Which entertainment will not allow. That's what the medicine is for mm-hmm. to keep you away from dealing with the true root cause. Yeah. Or do I escape and, yeah. you know, live another day <laughs> anesthetized to yeah. my heart? Right. Yeah. I, um, you know, I've known people who, have done silence and solitude retreats, whether that be like a weekend or a week, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. And it's so interesting because the re- the retreat, which normally would think of as being very programmatic, mm-hmm. really just has one program. You're in your room yeah. and you're not interacting with people. You're just there mm-hmm. um, by yourself. And what's interesting is it's, um, they come back and it, there are, they are profoundly impacted. Like, mm-hmm like profoundly yeah, and not trying to oversell it. But then 
um, like even when um, the women's ministry, they did like a, a daily, um, a one day silence and solitude retreat at the church mm-hmm. and women were coming away um, impacted by that. And I think, you know, some of the things that it, that silence and solitude do is one, they force us as we've been talking about to come to terms with the sin, the, the thoughts, the feelings that mm-hmm. we repress. So for one, we have to come face to face with that stuff Two, I think it forces us to find our satisfaction in Jesus mm-hmm. because we're, we don't have that phone to pick up. Right. We don't have YouTube to watch. We don't have Facebook to scroll through. Like, Man, I don't have social media on my phone mm-hmm. and I really don't have YouTube, but I pick up my phone and like, just check my email. Like why? Why? <laughs> Dude. Every five minutes. I'm I know like, exactly what, what you're talking about. Um, it doesn't matter if you limit what you can do. Yeah. You find something stupid to something do. Something distract myself. Yeah. Um, and when, when you start practicing silence and solitude and then you go about your, your normal day after you're like, whoa, you start realizing just the amount of times that you are trying to entertain yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you practice silence and solitude, you're like, okay, I got to find my satisfaction um, in Jesus. And then the other thing too is we, everybody to varying levels are, I think, people pleasers. We mm-hmm. have a desire to be liked. Mm-hmm. But man, when we're by ourselves and we're only with God, um, it puts things in perspective. Yeah. And I think it can free people from that dependency to either have the funny thing to say, the right thing to say, to be that kind of person at the party, mm-hmm. um, because you realize, man, that's just really not important. But the only way to do that is to create separation and distance, yeah, and to be with God um, by yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, you, you mentioned at the beginning, this has been something that's practiced for a long time, mm-hmm. like long time, but we've lost it, yeah. Um, and we usually talk about like prayer and Bible reading, which is great. I think mm-hmm. we all should. But you, if you had a diet, like food, mm-hmm. you wouldn't just eat um, bread and tacos. Like you'd want I don't other know, man. Th- bread and tacos. Well, <laughs> tacos and maybe donuts. But <laughs> that wouldn't be very healthy. Um. You, you would want a well-rounded diet. Mm-hmm. And as Christians and Christian disciplines, we need to have a well-rounded diet, which I think should also include times of solitude and silence. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. What were we going to say? Oh, I was just going to share anecdotally from my yeah. own life. Some of the most um, rewarding times I've had in recent memory were a product of, and again, this isn't quite the picture mm-hmm. maybe one imagines, but I would go to Starbucks Mm-hmm. in the morning and I would just sit and I had a notebook and I just sat. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And I just thought and I prayed mm-hmm. and I just sat and mm-hmm. I had nothing to accomplish and no agenda. And, um, you know, that I've really found that that was really productive for me to think through some of the thought patterns or behaviors that I had in my life and then start asking questions mm-hmm. and and slowly bring those things into alignment with biblical truth mm-hmm. that I would never I would never have had the bandwidth to do otherwise because there's always better options mm-hmm. than self-reflection and prayer and yeah. you know all those things. Yeah. But I had a a buddy who's a real good friend of mine who I remember we lived together in Redmond 
And he shared one time that he, he sits in his room. I don't remember how frequently for like half an hour mm-hmm. and just sits on his bed, mm-hmm. cross-legged, mm-hmm. not like woo woo, just like not distracted. And, um, and uses that as a time to, to decompress and remove mm-hmm. himself from the entertainment. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but you know, that's interesting for you. <laughs> for me? No, for, for him. Oh, like, Oh, yeah, that's yeah. really cool that you're <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't there, know if I can sit cross-legged. I don't have the greatest flexibility. Yeah. Cross-legged. <laughs> this isn't the point. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about flexibility. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we definitely have a, a competing world mm-hmm. around us. Yep. And I think of entertainment in that scope very much as um, as a paralyzing agent. Yeah, a numbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anesthetizing right. our right. senses. Um, you know, I don't need community when I've got my phone. I don't need yeah. correction when I've got my phone. I don't right. need encouragement. I don't need... Yeah. Any of these things, I don't need somebody to make me laugh right. to feel something. I've got it all right yeah. there at my fingertips. Right. And it's way better than those things. You know why? Because I can control it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's something that is within my ability to dictate yeah. and curate. Right. You know, it's like I can, in the safety of my own home, watch something that, that challenges me. Right. Even something good, something biblical, right? Sure. But in the world out there, that mm-hmm. thing that the Bible keeps talking about, like the body of Christ with other mm-hmm. Christians. Let's, <laughs> you feel that? Um, I don't have that control. I don't have yeah. that agency. And yet that's the way that God has decided to, right. to form us into likeness of his right. son. And I think about even just this last Sunday, I don't know when this podcast will air. So apologies. I am referring to the Sunday in which Jarrell preached about suffering, you know, and the last thing that he did as a part of that was we took, I think it was either one minute or two minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you were hurting, you just sat in silence with your palms up to receive um, from the Lord. And that was just sitting there in silence. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we weren't in solitude, but I saw many people were deeply affected by that mm-hmm. uh, evidenced in, in tears. And it wasn't, we weren't doing anything crazy. We were just sitting in silence with yeah. ourselves and with God and with others. Um, and so, I mean, the great thing about this, I mean, when we talk about other disciplines like prayer, it's like people ask like, how do I pray? I, my mind is always wandering yeah. and how do I read the Bible? And well, the nice thing about silence and solitude <laughs> takes two steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go away. Uh, yeah. Be quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's really easy to do and it can be done either like on a daily basis. So it's been something that I've been trying to practice and um, where I set a timer for a set length of time, I sit there and I actually try to have like um, one uh, or two words that allow me to fix my attention on like God's stuff. Mm -hmm. So beloved, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But it can also be like a longer span of time, which I think is really beneficial, uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. But you think of like... um, like the I mentioned earlier, the silence and solitude retreats where you find places like a hotel room at the coast or something like that just to go away and be by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's also places, amazing places like um, Mount Angel, the Mount Angel Abbey, which yeah. is actually where I was this last week, um, where they have living quarters and it's pretty cheap, um, but really pretty. 
Mm-hmm. And you can go on like walking trails and all that kind of stuff. But it's not hard. It just forces you. And I, I wouldn't take my phone or I would take it and I would put it on silent or do whatever. But anyways, it's easy to practice. Yeah. Which is great and profoundly um, transforming, formational. Mm-hmm. And with such a low bar of entry, the question <laughs> must be asked. Right. If you don't want to do this, find out why. Yeah, that's a great question to ask. Why would I not want to do this? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's going to be revealing mm-hmm. of thing. Yep. You know? And that's not to guilt. It's just like to be reckoned. It's to guilt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I am not trying to guilt you. It is merely for the purpose of like, okay, that needs to be recognized too, you mm-hmm. know? Because we all, we all, I mean, I don't necessarily want to go out away for a weekend, but it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There we go. Should we end in silence? 45 minutes of us sitting here. <laughs> Join us, listener. <laughs> Don't you skip this episode. <laughs> Anyways, um, there you go. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really, really good. I think it's really productive. Um, having a healthy diet of that incorporated to your faith yeah. and your discipline is is really good. And I think it speaks to the fact that we just, as a culture, man, we really don't want to deprive ourselves of anything. Right. We just, our flesh bucks at the prospect of that. So listener, hopefully you're encouraged. Hopefully you're challenged uh, to ask yourself some questions and practice. And I, I would strongly encourage you to take 10, 15 minutes and pray and be aware of, um, what you're thinking, what you're feeling in that process, because that can really be informative of um, maybe some, some imbalances that you have in your own life. You know, if you spend five minutes and you're like, that was really hard. Why was it hard? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how can God meet us there in that time through his, through his character, through his son, through his gospel and his word and a great time to meditate on scripture. So anywho, Lou, thank you for coming along. This for having me, Chris. Yeah. This has been another production Chris Moore. Um, listener, hope to hear from you. If you have done this, I'd love to hear from you on a Sunday. Come find me. I'm usually running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So otherwise we will get you guys on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.